Hello, hello, and welcome to one of today's episodes of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, and it's primarily about music and creative culture in London. You can find me on most social media at Saddest Night Out, all as one word, and you can find this podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcast platforms. My guest on this episode is Izzy, also known as Izzy Tunes. I'd spoken to her before on this podcast, but I can't remember which episode it was. It was recorded at Anise Bar, and it was an episode where I spoke to her and a few of the other performers at that night about gigs when things have gone wrong for them. So it wasn't really a chance to introduce her properly to you folks, you, my many, many million listeners out there. So that's what this episode is. We caught up, we grabbed some lunch together, we were just catching up. We headed back to Caffrey Studios, where I spend most of my time now. And we had ourselves a chat, and I thought this would be a good chance to really introduce her to the listeners of this podcast. So that's what you're going to get on this episode. She takes us right back to the beginning when she first started music, when she came to London, and what she has her sights set on now. So this is me talking to Izzy, also known as Izzy Tunes. Enjoy, and I'll catch up with you more afterwards. I am in Caffrey Studios. I think I've only ever recorded two other episodes here. So for my third episode here, I have a guest I haven't had on the podcast for, I think, over a year at a venue that shall not be named. Would you kindly introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I'm Izzy. Um, And, but... Well, my music's name is Izzy Tunes, so depending on where you know me and how you've been introduced to me as, that will be one of those two. Izzy slash Izzy Izzy Tunes. When, when, was it as soon as you started making music, Izzy Tunes was just the go-to name? Or was there a story behind it? There is no story. I literally fell into it, sort of stumbled into it by accident. Um, I... No, oh, what happened? Um, I think it's just because I set up my... This is my stepdad pushed me. My own, a lot of credit. Uh, into actually starting to play music live. Mm-hmm. And do it more, sort of take it more seriously. Which meant setting up a Facebook page. But unfortunately, there are lots of Izzy's in the world. I didn't know that. Darn it. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> She'd only be one. Stole my name. <laughs> With S's as well. I spelled my name I-S-S-Y. Everybody yeah. else apparently calls, spells their name that too. I thought most people were like I-Z-Z, I-Z-I. It's a, you know. So you're thinking, ah, oh, no one's thought of this. And, oh, damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So now there's just, there was, uh, I couldn't just take Izzy or Izzy music. I tried a lot of stuff. So... Izzy Tunes is what it turned out to be. And I sort of stuck that as a label. Yeah. Um, which in my head was like, well, it's three letters extra than iTunes. So it could be a funky uh, ah, iTunes sort of thing. I didn't think about that. Oh. There's well, layers neither, to this. Neither did I. I've decided to give it more personality than the actual story, which is that I needed something. <laughs> to, so you just to, thought of that now. I like it. I bought no, it. No, as... I've been using that for ages. <laughs> oh, right. But it was just when I decided it, it literally yeah. was on stage. I went, iTunes. It's too bad, let's So you said to stepdad, you owe him a lot of credit for getting you to play live. How long had you been making music before you started playing live? Oh, a long time. I'd been writing songs and stuff for a long time i only started playing or learning to play when i was like 14. uh my mom played bits uh on the kitchen table um to us 
and then I kind of picked up bits from her and then I got a guitar teacher to teach me more uh, yeah around about 14 15 but my first gig was when I was 16 at this place called the Barleycorn which is a cool cool place um, because but it, it's daunting as hell because it's not an open mic it's you get up there you sit on stage people shut up and they listen to you so you've got and it's like it's not even a small place it's there was like a good 50 60 people there just staring at me waiting for me to play my first my songs oh. like who I'd never performed to before so it's just like a good so where is this place where was all this happening Cape Town South Africa and uh, it's not far from where I used to live which was a place called Rondebosch um yeah. Born there, lived all your life before you came to London? Yeah, pretty much. It's fine. I, I found the Kiptonian music vibe a lot more difficult, actually. Because we don't, there aren't open mics there. And if there are, I found them very hard to find. Um, so it, everybody starts off, you, do, you have to get a gig. Yeah. And you may not get paid, but you do get a free beer like you do here. Mm. Um, but it is you have to look for gigs there are no open mics to go to you get a gig you suck or you do well and then they call you back and then you grow from there I did a few there was like a little place called like OBS the armchair mm-hmm. um, uh, which was again not too far away from where I lived in a kind of grungy area of town which was it was a cool place it's sort of similar to Camden mm-hmm. um, but yeah so I played there a few times and then from there, I got a couple of radio shows, and from there, it sort of started to build. And I got an email from my dad not too long ago saying that my music was still on the radio occasionally, which is like, ah, that was a whole six years ago. My God, that music's old. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> so I made an impact somewhat. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, was making music a thing that most people did? Like at your age, you said you were like early teens when you first started making music. Are there kids in class? Is anyone else making music? Or is it just. You're that girl in the class who. Well, I'm, I'm naturally, sort of, you fell in, you fall into crowds of people who do the same thing as you. So yes, I had musical friends. Um, I there's I met a, an amazing bassist um, through a non-musical friend, funnily enough. Okay. <laughs> um, and obviously through my guitar teacher, I met a couple of other people whose her stepsons are Charlie Chaplin's. Um, descendants and they're called Lockenville who everybody knows and if you okay. don't check them out um, they're cool different music they're not not acoustic-y stuff that I do but they're um, they're cool but from them I met them and then um, yeah it sort of goes from that Obviously, the people I went to school with a few of them studied music so they're a lot more sort of classical notation-y people yeah. um, which are still very talented but I know nothing about them <laughs> Um, so 16 yeah. you play your first proper gig your first gig is a proper gig not an open mic kind of thing an actual gig gig how long were you there in that scene before you felt you needed to leave because I'm assuming you felt you weren't getting enough there and what was London among the list of places to go and that ended up being where you went to next is that how that worked out <sighs> I don't know no my life is not that straightforward um <laughs> No, it's literally, my entire existence is going, oh, okay, we're doing that now. So, <laughs> stumble off down the wrong road, which happens Keep to be an all right one. Yeah, it seems to be going okay. Yeah. Um, occasional hiccups. But no, so, so uh, I've forgotten the question. I'm so sorry. What? How did you go from playing the music scene in 
Cape Town to, to, to come here. here. Um, I. I um. Well, when did you come to London? It's a good six years ago. But the thing is, that at that time, as much as I love playing music, it wasn't something I was sure that I particularly wanted to make a career. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I had to leave town anyway because a South Africa I didn't really want to get stuck there um, because it's far away from anything and the currency is not that great. It's really hard to find work. The sort of and the fundamentals of living there are not easy at all. Yeah. Um. Not that it's that easy anywhere else, but um, yeah. But um, so, so it was on the agenda to leave anyway. It was on the agenda to leave anyway. Not necessarily for music. Yeah. So I've been playing a few times there, but my again family was like, "If you go, you play music there." And I was like, "I'm going, but I'm not sure I'm going to play music." But okay, fine, I'm going. Uh-huh. So I left. Um, and then yeah, because I wanted to get out anyway. So I left there at about nineteen. Uh. And then just did what I did back home, but here for a time, which was get a few gigs, play music, write occasionally, but mostly just get a job and sort of build some revenue. Yeah. So they don't die. Daunting, scary. You're leaving home at 19, playing quite a far distance across the world. But did none of that put you off anything? Were you just that intent on getting out? Get the shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> it always does. Um, was that? But I suppose looking back on it, people, yeah, I get a lot of things. Like, Man, that's was really brave. It never feels that brave when you do it. It's just like good. It's just scary. And then once you get used to being somewhere else, I mean, I didn't. I knew people here, so okay. I, I had that sort of landing ground. It wasn't. I wasn't going completely into the abyss. Um, that's good. So yeah, yeah, no, it was so I was lucky on that front. Um, but yeah, but that being said, I managed to set up quite a lot on my own, which was cool. But it was still, yeah, I left pretty much all my immediate family uh, back at home. So if being the middle child, being the first one to strike out, it's like the one thing I was like, ah, I'm one up on you, sister. <laughs> that was cool. That was brilliant. Um, so so all, that, that little sisters? Cool. No, I've got uh, oh, my. I was about my family. You know. Immediate family, I've got one older sister and one younger brother. Uh, there's a step, a few steps, the blings involved in that front, though. Um, so, yeah, better be Anyone else doing music or anything? Are they all. No, just me. Just you. You're, mean, you're the musical one. Well, no, my, mo- my mother was musically inclined. She was good at it. She never pursued it as a sort of passion, but she played well and she sung well. She had that in her blood. Uh, I guess you inherited. I imagine that's where I got it from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, otherwise I don't know where, because my entire family, there's no history of it anywhere uh-huh. else. Like everybody could play bits of guitar, everybody could sing bits and pieces, but there, there's no evidence of anybody ever trying to have done anything with it. It's just like, oh yeah, I happen to be quite nice at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's, that's it. all I've got. <laughs> and now there's just me, like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> so six years ago, you come to London. You mu- so when you arrive, music isn't at the forefront of your mind. But while you're here, you start doing what you're doing back there. Open mics, just any chance you can get to play. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it never went away. It was always in my head that it's something I would like to do more seriously. But in terms of kind of going career, 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 it wasn't like we must do it now. Yeah. It was like it would be cool. I'm kind of fine with doing everything else at the moment. So it's actually only in the last sort of. 
four years or so. Mm-hmm. But I suddenly went, right, we want to do something. And yeah. which was cool because in that front, as soon as I did kind of get my head down and actually start doing stuff, so kind of missioning out and literally going to like four or five open mics a night, sometimes two in a night, which is exhausting. So you know. Yeah. But like um, forcing myself to talk to people because I'm the kind of the same as you. That's sort yeah. of kind of introverted, naturally yeah. introverted. Uh, an extrovert extroverted introvert yes so you have your social moments you're like I love this but then there's a moment where you're like I'm done I want to go home yeah Yeah. exactly Um, yeah so there was a lot of that forcing yourself to talk to people and that got me quite far and so I've got the network of people and that took me on to kind of going into little bits of radio stations little bits of paid gigs um, being featured on other people's quite substantial platforms which was cool and as as well result gave result gave me the confidence to think that actually this is I mean there's no reason to think that I am better than everyone else but I've can definitely I seem to have made an impact where people want to sort of promote me in some shape or form which has gone well then I must be somewhat good at it yeah so there is hope yeah so that's sort of kept it going and that's what keeps it going which is like this is definitely doable especially when I could talk to the people I've got these people that are like yourself included where it's like you big fans not you're not yeah you're yeah. not well no no not big fans not in terms of just in the fact that you've you're, you're not exactly like making millions but you're making it work yeah and you've got plans to make it bigger which is not far off from what I'd like to do I've just yet to take that massive jump of going, okay, this is actually what we're going to do. Because it's, it's, that also scares the hell out of me. Yeah. There's lots of scary things that keep happening and it's all about growing. <laughs> we're just like, ah. You keep on stumbling. Yeah. Stumble, at yeah. least I'll stumble into it. So do it before you think about it. Just skateboard our way into it. That'd be more fun, I think. But that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if everything went according to plan, what would you like your focus to be? I'd like to be a performer as a because that's where I find myself being feeling most free, if anything. Kind of, um, I've had a few moments which are incredible, actually. It's kind of like going surfing as well, when you find you drop, make a really big drop mm-hmm. off a wave. There's something incredibly exhilarating about that. Cause you're like, oh, I made it, yes! Yeah. <laughs> and it's that, where it's, um, I've s- somehow managed to get lost in what I'm singing, how I'm singing it, and to who I'm singing it to. And I kind of, react naturally yeah. to certain lyrics or to certain things and that's really good and then I kind of come out of that finish the little song and then there's a really good response at the end and you're like ah oh. nailed so it I love that yeah, yeah. let's say that's I, I kind of dig that and I do as much as I kind of as hospitality fights this I do quite like people people are interesting yeah. except when they're not true but yeah, so it's like being able to sort of gauge what's going on is fun as well. Um, so what yeah. do you have? So that's kind of a, the goal on the horizon, yeah. what you want to work towards. But what do you have most recently in the pipeline? Hmm. So that's the things you've pre- recently doing? released, gigs you've had or have coming up, that kind of thing? So I've had loads of gigs, a bit of a quiet moment, but I my next gig probably is on the 6th of October. Um, to be confirmed in terms of venue 
um, but it's going to be in Camden and it's going to be about forty minutes set or so. Great. Um, so that um, that will I'll have all those details come out on a mailing list, which I now have. Woo! We've spoken about we've spoken before, and I didn't have any of these things, but now I've got a mailing list, which is. Um, Does that mean there's a website as well? There's a website as well, which is just IzzyTunes.blog. The mailing list link is there. Um, Otherwise, I occasionally post it on Twitter. So you can follow me there. (laughs) At IzzyTunes. At IzzyTunes. It's a catchy name. It works. Yeah, it works. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's easy to kind of try and give some new name. Everybody's bad at names. We just give a slot one. That's cool. Um, so you're more focused yeah. on performing live than recording at the moment. Um, that being said, no, I'm currently recording a lot of stuff. Okay. So I've got lots, I've lots of stuff going on, lots of ideas. Yeah. So there's a single song that is currently in the works, and I sent out the last mailing. This I did. I sent out a sample of that, mm-hmm. and it's so cool. <laughs> I'm so excited. So. Uh, yeah, that's one reason to join the fan club. Oh, there's YouTube as well, in which case I give ideas because there's a concept album I have an idea of as well, which I'm trying to write, which the song is somewhat a part of. Okay. So, and which I ask people for ideas on and tips on and stuff as well. So, to be a part of that, there's that. So I'm trying to get people involved in what I'm doing as well because mm. I think that's a good idea instead of just going me, 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 me. It's kind of like, like yeah. wee, 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 wee. Exactly. More fun. People want to be a part of it, want to listen to you more if they know that they get contributed to it. So, contribute. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, what are you doing here? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> right, a, lot, a lot of ideas, a lot of ambition. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, so the, the, I mean, the recording thing is in my control. So, and also it's um, a very kindly being done with this guy called Andy. Um, Andy Hepburn, Andy Yee, otherwise online. And he's trying to learn and do stuff himself, so he's kindly doing it for free with lots of um, just being really cool about the fact that he's very creative and open minded. So it's like there's lots of time to work on a song as opposed to three, in which it's about three days to record three songs and get as much in it as possible, in which case it's not as great. Yeah. This song I've been doing for like three weeks and it's just getting better and better and better, but I probably should stop adding stuff to it, otherwise it's going to be no song and just <laughs> stop. A whole bunch of stuff on top, yeah. Yeah. So, but things so that's that's happening. So that's actually, I can do that, and so that's definitely coming out with a lot of effort, and a lot of work, and exciting. Uh, when was the last time you put something out there? Because I think last time we spoke, you, I think you had a CD that you were giving out. Yeah. So I've still got that little EP that I'm putting out. It's called Out of the Sea, um, which is, I mean, that music's online as well, um, not to the same extent, but it's there. Um, but that was a good two, three years ago. So, more music coming, yeah, yeah. Feeling about ready for that next batch? Yeah. Okay. Better batch, though, even, because there's actually <laughs> music that I want it to be in. It's going to be made how I want it to be made, and I've got the time to make it. So it's actually, it might be better. It will be better. <laughs> you heard it here first. And now we know all the places we can find that music. And Izzy Tunes, we've said it about 50 times in this episode, so it's going to be stuck in everybody's head. Izzy Tunes is where to find you. Thank you very much for talking to me. And I look forward to that new music and the next performances. Thank you. Thanks. And that was that. Thank you very much, Izzy, for your time, for talking to me. I'm glad I could finally give you the episode that you have very much deserved for a while now. For anyone who doesn't recognise the name Izzy Tunes, 
She played the third show that I put on at Road Trip and the Workshop. She was part of the lineup for Saddest Night Out Live number three. So now you can get to know her a little bit more. And as she mentioned in the episode, Izzy Tunes is where you can find her on pretty much all social media. And I'll put some links to where you can find her and her music in the notes for this episode. She's such a talented and promising musician, and it's always great to have her on one of our open mic lineups. I'm always in awe of people who decide to leave behind all they know to come to London, and I can very much be guilty of taking London for granted. For me, it can just be exhausting, expensive, always on the district line, etc., etc., but for some people, it is the goal that they've been wanting to achieve for the longest time. I've got to get to London. To come at such a young age by yourself and then to stick it out this long. I'm really happy that I could be a part of what it is that she's achieved while she's here. And I look forward to being, hopefully, part of what she has yet to achieve in the future. And thank you all very much for listening. I am... (laughs) I had this talk with her on... I am all fingers and thumbs as far as days of the week, etc. Tuesday 23rd is when I spoke to her. Today is Wednesday 24th. And I am going to see Fur play at Scala. The last time I saw them play, they were supporting sports team at Scala, and now they are headlining. But it means I've got about 10 minutes to record intros and outros to the three episodes I want to put up today. So please bear with me if I'm a little bit briefer than normal. But I will put up all the links, etc. that I can in the notes for each of these episodes. But that's all for this one. Thank you very much for listening. Once again, you can find me online at Saddest Night Out on most social media, or you can email me saddestnightout at gmail.com. And do be sure to check out Izzy Tunes, because by now you definitely know how to find her online. Izzy Tunes, I-S-S-Y-T-U-N-E-S. Thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. Take care.